Today with Catherine Ruinala. If you want to turn with me to Psalm 103, verse 20. It says this, Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Say his word. His angels heed the voice of his word. When we decree a blessing, the angels are acting, are activated because the word of God is going forth and something is activated. Now the Bible tells us that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. Ephesians chapter one, verse three. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. We are blessed. So we're not asking God bless us. We're saying, Thank you, Father. We have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. And when we release the blessing, when we speak the blessing, we are activating the Word of God and the angels are going to work to see it come to pass. You see, God's laid before us a banqueting table in the presence of our enemies. He's given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. It's all there on the table. But you can have a beautiful spread in front of you. But if you don't actually get up, load up your plate and put your fork in your mouth, you don't get to taste of it. It's all there for you. It's all available. And the Word of God is like that. You see, the Bible tells us that we are co-heirs with Christ, that we are the, the seed of Abraham, that all the nations of the earth get to be blessed through uh, faith in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But in order to engage with the fullness of the Word of God and the promises of God, we need to wage warfare with the prophetic words, with the promises, with the Scripture. And God's looking for us to, by faith, activate it. And so I'm going to read that to you from Galatians chapter 3, verse 9. So those who have faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. All who rely on observing the law are under a curse, for it is written, cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Clearly, no one is justified before God by the law because the righteous will live by faith. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that by faith we might receive the promise. Hallelujah. And we can look at the blessings of Abraham. They're so significant. And I started looking at all the different blessings in Scripture last night. And I began to, to re I realize there's actually more than over 81 blessings that I've seen so far that you can, that's on the table ready for you to taste, ready for you to partake of. But unless you actually engage with it by faith, all you, all you have is in theory, these things available to you. I have a new iPad, praise the Lord, but hey, it can do a whole lot of things. But just because it can doesn't mean that I'm using it, doesn't mean I get to 
engage with it fully. Unless I actually make the effort to figure out what it can do and do it with it, then I don't get the full benefit of this machine. In the same way, the Word of God is something that needs to be engaged with by faith. It is powerful, hallelujah. And the Lord wants us to, to recognize that we aren't called to be passive, but we are called to move in Him with faith, that we are called to live and move and have our being in Him, and that faith in Him pleases Him. When we have faith in what he says, that faith pleases God. Hallelujah. And he's looking for us to recognize that the word of the Lord will not return to him void, but it will accomplish what it's sent forth to do. So as I was just thinking about some of these different promises, these different blessings, you know, we recognize that it's out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. So it's not just about speaking it out. It's about having a deep conviction in your heart. I really believe this. And I, I wage war with the Word of God all the time. That the more it is in you, dwelling in you, the more when circumstances come up, that's going to be your response. So when something bad happens, something difficult happens, instead of having a fear response, if you've been sowing into your heart the Word of God, that's what's going to come out. Your true conviction will come out. And out of the abundance of the, your heart, the mouth will speak. So, for example, I was thinking today, uh, just thinking about little Gabriella, um, Nathaniel and Haley's little girl, when she was born. And we got, I got the word... Uh, on the morning she was born, that she'd had a heart attack just after she was born. And I tell you, our first reaction from all of us was like, no, we know what the will of God is. The will of God is that she will live and not die, that she will be healthy and she will be fine because that is the Word of God. We know what the Word of God says. F.F. F. Bosworth used to say, faith begins where the will of God is known. Or we know what the will of God is because the Bible tells us so. The Bible says with long life, he'll satisfy us and show us his salvation. The Bible says that it's his will that we prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. It's his will uh, that we, we live in, in divine health. He heals all our diseases. And when you know what the will of God is, you can activate it. Emily and I went shopping yesterday. We had fun, praise the Lord. I bought some new sheets, 50% off. It was awesome. But I imagine if I went to the counter and I presented it to the checkout lady and, and she decided to pocket the other 50% and charge me full price. Well, I could pick up those sheets and say, hey, look at the sale tag. It is written. 50% off. And you know, in the same way, the enemy would try to come and steal, kill and destroy. He wants to rob from you. He wants to destroy you. He wants to steal from you. And that's the reality. You have an enemy. He prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He comes to steal. But we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be victims. Instead, God's asking us to rise up and begin to say, it is written. 
to wage warfare with the Word of God. Because as we speak the Word of God, as we pull out the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, it is mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. It's powerful and effective, and it will accomplish what it's sent forth to do. So when when I start to feel anxious or fearful about something, say there's a situation that's come up that I'm thinking, how am I, what am I going to do? How am I going to do that? And then at night time, I lie down to go to sleep and then I suddenly start thinking about it and I feel a little bit afraid. My reaction is, Father, I thank you. Your word says, it is written, I will fear no evil for you are with me. I pick out the word of God and I'll begin to speak it. Um, thank you, Father, that you've not given me a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. Hallelujah. You will keep me in perfect peace. His mind is stayed on you. And recognizing that the attack of the enemy is to try to bring fear, try to steal from us, try to bring sickness, anything that is not the kingdom of God, the enemy is constantly trying to, to send our way. And yet we have... We have the weapons of our warfare that are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. Amen? And I started to go through some of the scriptures thinking about, you know, I, I, I do this, but I really believe the Lord is wanting to see the church get equipped in the very foundations of what it looks like to activate the Word of God and to stop living as those that are compromising with the thief. Because the thief is continually starting to encroach on believers' borders and they seem to have been lulled to sleep and forgotten that they don't have to tolerate the thief. And that your victory is not just about you living a happy life. Your victory is about you being the light of the world and living in the fullness of what God has for you so that you can help everybody else. If you're um, living with, uh, with fear and anxiety, it's very difficult to be helping anybody else. So in the name of Jesus, you need to pick up the sword and say, thank you, Father. I sought the Lord and He heard me and delivered me from all my fears. I fear no evil. I thank you, Lord. You surround me with your favor as with a shield. Hallelujah. When sickness comes, you can go up. In the name of Jesus, I know the will of God. By his stripes, I'm healed. I thank you, Lord, that you heal all my diseases, that no plague shall come nigh my dwelling. I rebuke the enemy in the name of Jesus, and he flees because the Lord is with me. And as we, as we begin to learn how to wield the Word of God, God wants us to recognize that we've been given ground that he wants us to stand on. He says, when you've done all to stand stand. And it's time to stop allowing the enemy to encroach on the boundaries. So I, I would like us as a church, over these next couple of months, I'm going to pick out some of my favorite scriptures that I use all the time, and we're going to memorize them. Because if you get it in your spirit, you can say, it is written. Just like Jesus, when he was tempted, how did he respond? He responded by saying, it is written. 
And every temptation, whether it's a temptation to yield to fear, a temptation to compromise, a temptation to sin, if it's an attack from the evil one, rather than being tempted to give in and give up, you know, there's, there's times, I, I'm, I must be what they call an empath, where I, I just feel for everybody. And sometimes being a pastor, you get to hear everybody's problems. And I feel everybody's problems. And sometimes I feel a bit overwhelmed with everybody's problems. I'm like, oh God. And I have my moments where I think, oh, this is too hard. It's too hard. I can't, it's too hard. There's so many hurting people. Oh God, help. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Almost compassion fatigue. We go, oh God. I had this moment a couple of days ago. And I thought to myself, God, I don't feel, I don't feel like I've got enough emotional strength to handle it all. And then I went, ah, it is written. It is written that in Isaiah 41.10, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Oh, Father, I don't feel like I've got enough strength. So, Father, I thank you when I am weak, you are strong. I thank you that you will strengthen me. You will uphold me. I'm being strengthened by God because this is the will of God. He gives me strength for everything, to do every good word and work. I thank you, Lord God, that you are my deliverer. You are my strength. You are the one who upholds me with your righteous right hand. I have everything I need to do everything you've called me to do because it is written, you will strengthen me. You will help me. You are my strength. It's no longer me who lives, but Christ who lives in me, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Or you can have a pity party and lie down in the bed and complain to your friends and make rash decisions, and then you'll feel even worse for yourself a little while later when you realize, I was deceived. A thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You know, when the Israelites were told to get rid of all the ites that were in the promised land, they got rid of a lot of them, but not all of them. But you know, the ones that they tolerated didn't leave them alone. And the ones that you tolerate, the things that you tolerate, that the enemy is, the areas where he's robbing from you, it's not going to leave you alone. The enemy's not going to just sit there and do nothing. He's always on the, on the attack, always on the prowl. So you have a choice to either let him steal from you or to fight back. That's it. If you choose not to fight back, you are letting him steal from you. So you have to recognize, though, that the battle belongs to the Lord. And it is already, the victory is already won. Whether it is a long fight or a short fight, it doesn't matter because God is your strength and he has already revealed to you the will of God and that uh, his word, his promise is that as you wield the word of God, as you speak the word of God, his angels are being activated on his word and he will not allow his word to return to him void, but it will accomplish what it's sent forth to do. Hallelujah. 
I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. So I'm just going to read to you a few of my go-tos, okay? Uh, and look at this. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. That's a promise. And this is the victory that's overcome the world. Even our faith. We do need to memorize some scripture. Hallelujah. This is the victory that has overcome the world. Even our faith, our faith overcomes the world. God is looking for us to be the just who live actively by faith. There is no choice. It's by grace we are saved through faith. We are the just who live by faith. Faith is a doing active posture. And we need to live by it. Amen. So these are some of my my go-tos. Psalm 91 verse 16. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. You might say, well, that's a promise for for David. You are a co-heir with Christ. All of the promises in the scripture, every one of them are now yours. If If you've given your life to Christ, you have become his body and everything, all of the promises for you are yes and amen. Uh, that's a little bit more exciting than you actually seem to be realizing. I'm going to say it one more time just to give you a minute. Are you ready? All of the promises are yes and amen. They are absolutely a gift from God for you waiting for your, your response, waiting for you to open them. What good would a gift be if it stays wrapped up and not unopened? God is waiting for you to open up the promises of God and to use it. Do something with it. Psalm 5 verse 12. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favour you will surround him as with a shield. I declare that all the time. I thank you, Lord. You surround me with your favour as with a shield. Philippians 4.19, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Do you believe that? Well, next time you have a need, instead of stressing about it, pick up the word. Begin to activate the angels. As you speak the word of God, it is written, God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. God's taking care of me. I believe it. I say it and I'm activating it by faith. Hallelujah. Proverbs 20, 22, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Praise the Lord. You don't have to live in dread and fear. Uh, Luke 6, 38, give and it will be given to you. It's a promise. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it'll be measured back to you. Psalm 90, verse 17. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. I remind myself of that. And, and if, you're, if you're running a business, if you're whatever you're doing with the work of your hands, God says that there's a promise that he will establish the work of your hands. So the enemy can huff and puff and try to blow the whole thing down, but you can say it is written, God is establishing the work of my hands. Yes, he will establish the work of my hands. Hallelujah. 
come on. I am trying to teach you to fight here. I need a bit of grunt. 3 John chapter 1, verse 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So it's the will of God. You said, Lord, your word, it is written, whatever I ask according to your will, it will be done. So Lord, it's your will, it is written that I prosper and that I be in health even as my soul prospers. So thank you today. I engage with your promise. I speak it out. I'm, he I'm healed. I thank you. I'm healthy. I'm prosperous. I'm healthy. Lord, my body, my soul is prospering in the name of Jesus. I'm prospering in every area of my life. Thank you, Father. And you can declare it. Decree it and activate the angels to go to work on your behalf as you speak the word of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. Who would like that one? You and you and you. Yay! It's there for the taking. It's like having creme brulee on the table and just not tasting it. Why would you not? <laughs> it's there. If you go, oh, no, I don't know about that, well, you'll just miss out. It's not the will of God for you to miss out. He wants you to enjoy the fullness of all that he's purchased. He doesn't want you to waste a crumb. Remember when he multiplied the loaves and the fishes? He got them to pick up all the crumbs. Why? Why? Why pick up 12 basketfuls of leftovers? Is it just he was tidy? Did he not care about the birds of the air that maybe they could eat it? Like what, what was the purpose of sending out his very busy disciples to pick up crumbs and leftovers? It was a lesson for every one of us that God does not want you to waste even a crumb of what he has done for you. That if a crumb was enough to heal the Syrophoenician woman's daughter, it is to be valued and not to be wasted. Your life doesn't belong to you. God has said that you've been purchased with the price and he wants you living like his child. I, w I would be horrified if my son walked around with, you know, um, <laughs> no shoes and, and um, wrecked clothes and, and, and didn't have enough food to eat because I can provide that for him. And I, it would reflect badly on me. Don't get mad at me. Get excited. John 1 verse 16, and of his fullness we have all received grace for grace. Here's one, Proverbs 16, 7. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Matthew 6, 30. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? 
For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. So you can pick it up and say, thank you, you said, Lord. You said, thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 54, 17, this is one I use all the time. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is from me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So when something comes, bang, you can go straight up with your weapon. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Hallelujah. Psalm 31, 20. You shall hide them in your secret place of your presence from the plots of man. You shall keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 2, verse 24. He who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Thank you, Father. He's a good, good Father. By his stripes. You were healed. Christianity is not a passive religion. The heavens suffer violence and the violent take it by force. But as we step into the new year, I believe it's a year for the courageous. And there's a holy boldness and a godly humility that is being accompanied by the fear of the Lord that is going to see his glory revealed like we've never yet seen.